Hello there. Welcome to the Beloved Son Ministry Show, where we who were once only the prodigal children now dare believe that we really are the beloved children of the Father. This Father who has loved us with an everlasting love. So now, let us come together, yes, in all of our brokenness, in all of our woundedness, but also in all of our belovedness, to share with one another the impact God has had on our lives and the impact that He continues to have in our lives, so that our curses may become crosses and our crosses may truly become blessings. So welcome home, my beloved brothers and sisters. Hello, brothers and sisters. Happy 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Today we um, were given um, a series of very beautiful readings. And before we dive into the readings, I just want to mention a few things about um, the, the time of the year and, and just a few, a few items. You know, um, my family comes from Hong Kong, and this past Friday was a very important day for the Hong Kong people because it marked 25 years of Hong Kong being returned to Chinese rule after being under British rule for so long. And so, um, you know, and we need to continue to pray for Hong Kong, especially and, you know, with all people throughout the, the entire world, especially those who are persecuted for their faith. You know, and we just need to continue to pray that, that all Christians and all, all people of faiths may, may be able to practice their faith um, without trouble, without persecution. And for those who are being persecuted for their faith, may they offer it up on a cross and unite their suffering with the suffering of Christ. And so let's, let us just keep keep them in our prayers and our thoughts throughout this week. And of course, in the United States, um, tomorrow is 4th of July, the day when we recall and celebrate our, our independence, the day when we, when our forefathers decided that, you know, we need to start anew. And I think it's very, um, Interesting how these readings for today sort of have a somewhat of a, of a similar theme. Um, in the first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, we read from third Isaiah, which is really when the, when the Israelites um, has returned from exile. They return from exile and then they go and they find Jerusalem a mess. They find it desolate, and they find it in very bad shape. But yet, our Lord says this, Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad because of her. All you who love her, exult, exult with her. All you who were mourning over her. I will spread prosperity over Jerusalem like a river, and the wealth of the nations like an overflowing torrent. 
As nurslings, you shall be carried in her arms and fondled in her lap. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. In Jerusalem, you shall find your comfort. When you see this, your heart shall rejoice and your bodies flourish like the grass. The Lord's power shall be known to his servants. You know, to the Israelites who are just coming out of exile and going back to the promised land, it seemed like it was a land of the dead. It was a land without life. But our Lord encourages them to rejoice because he will once again bring life, bring life into what is seemingly dead. Right? He will spread prosperity over, over Jerusalem like a river that's overflowing, that provides water for, for plants and for drinking. The Lord will spread prosperity over Jerusalem like a river. What is seemingly dead, war-torn, and lifeless, God promises to bring life. And he encourages us, as he did then to the Israelites, to rejoice and be glad. Because the one who calls us is faithful. How, how interesting it is that we can say similar things about our country today and, and perhaps our world. Just in the city of Philadelphia, close to 200 shootings and deaths or more even. I, I don't, I, 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 I've lost count. I don't know what the number is of innocent lives being lost. School shootings. It seems like we are returning to a place that was dead, a place that is lifeless, a place where violence and evil overcame, has overcome. And to link it back with the, with the founding of our country, this isn't really what I'm sure not what they had in mind that over 200 years later, this country that they fought so hardly for, so strongly, so courageously, so bravely for, is turning into a place where we kill each other, where freedom is no longer valued or upheld, where family life is threatened, where the, the dignity of the human person is also reassessed. A place of death, a culture of death, but yet the Lord tells us to rejoice because he will bring life again. What are those areas in our own personal lives that might be dead, that might be desolate, 
that might seemingly has no hope or dark. Our Lord is inviting you and me to look into those places and rejoice and exult, not because of those things, but because we know that God will bring life and light into those places. So brothers and sisters, let us rejoice and exult because God who has led the Israelites out of Egypt into the promised land and from Babylon, from Babylon back to the promised land and the same God who sent his only begotten son to save this world from sin once and for all, he will bring light and life into those dark places in our lives if we want him to. Brothers and sisters, rejoice and exult and have faith and hope that what is seemingly lost, seemingly hopeless, seemingly dead, life will come. Life will come. In the gospel today, our Lord, you know, he speaks words that are very true that are very true to this day that the harvest is bountiful is abundant but the laborers are few not just priests religious bishops whatever not just clergy but lay people like you and me are we willing to work in the vineyard of god are we willing to spread seeds of love, seeds of joy, seeds of peace, seeds of the good news and mercy and love and compassion of our God. Are we willing to spread those seeds? And are we willing to fertilize it, water it, and make sure we do our best to cultivate it so that when harvest times come, harvest time comes, there will be an abundance, an abundance for us to reap. That's the invitation, brothers and sisters, for us this week. Are we willing to be laborers in the vineyard of God? Are we willing to be laborers within our own families? our workplaces, our communities. But first, we must allow ourselves, we must allow ourselves to be moved by God and his word. But I want to focus on the last part of, of, of this reflection on the latter part of, of the gospel. You know, our Lord sends out 72 um, people to go and spread the good news and, and to heal and to cast out demons and, and, and really to be his representative, to, to do what he has done, to preach what he has preached to the other folks. And brothers and sisters, if, if you notice that, that Jesus appointed 72 people to go out because our Lord 
wants us to cooperate in his mission. In the same way, priests cannot go where we might be able to, to spread the good news. Our workplaces, schools, wherever it may be. So just in the same way that Jesus needed people to go and do and preach what he has done. Our priests and bishops today need us, laymen, lay people, to go and do likewise. But our Lord warns them and warns us that he is sending us like lambs among wolves. How true this is in our world today. The hostility towards the truth. The hostility towards fighting for what is right. The hostility towards life. Towards goodness. Towards beauty. Our Lord does not guarantee that there will not be hostility. But he does promise that he will be with us. And notice that in the gospel reading, our Lord sort of gives instructions on, on, on what people should do. Go into the town. Preach the kingdom. Go into someone's house if they welcome you and stay there as long as they welcome you. As long as they, you know, want you there and, 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 and eat what you are given. Right. But. There will be times when. You would not be welcomed and, and our Lord says it here. Right. It says. In whatever house you enter first, say peace be to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in the same house and eat and drink what is offered to you. For the laborer deserves his payment. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, he would have said before you, cure the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. Whatever town you enter and they do not receive you, go out into the street and say, the dust of your town that clings to our feet, even that we shake off against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God is at hand. Brothers and sisters, not everywhere we go, we will be welcomed. But that does not give us the excuse to not preach the kingdom. And, 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 and I don't mean that if your company does not really want you bringing your Bible and, and, and start preaching on the at, at the water cooler to do that. No, because there are many ways to preach the kingdom by how you live, by how you speak, by how you react. So, and yes, and, and there might be times when you might be in situations, and I have myself, where you are at a place for some time and, and they no longer welcome you. 
They no longer want you to be a part of that community. Or maybe things just don't work out between the two of you. Yet, you still must love them, but you need to move on. Whoever does not welcome you, we must move on. We do our best and we move on. This is even within, the, within our church herself. That there are some places, even churches and parishes, unfortunately, where people are not welcomed, where people do not feel welcomed. And so they move on. So brothers and sisters, do not be discouraged if, if your efforts to spread the good news, to plant seeds is seemingly unwelcomed and even maybe even asked to leave. Don't be discouraged. You've done your best and you just move on. Move on to the next place that welcomes you. And you just keep on going. Just, just as our Lord, he faced many trials, but he never stopped preaching the kingdom. He never stopped doing the will of his father because he knew that his father will bring life into those places. He knew that his father will bring life into the hearts of those who have been closed off. And he knew that when they nailed him to the cross, that the Father will bring him from the dead in the resurrected body that is transformed. And same way for each one of us, brothers and sisters, that when things seem difficult, when things seem troubling, let us not be discouraged and be afraid. But let us remember the words of Isaiah. That the Lord said to rejoice and exult. Because the Lord will bring prosperity over the land like a river. And that our, the father has sent his son into the world to be a light, a light that can never be extinguished. And you and I, brothers and sisters, by our baptism, we too are bearers of this light, a light that no matter how hard the world may try to extinguish, it can never be extinguished because Christ has conquered the world. Let us close with prayer. This is the, the, the prayer um, for morning prayer. So it's very similar to the collect or the, or, or the opening prayer at, at mass. Father, through the obedience of Jesus, your servant and your son, you raise a fallen world, free us from sin, 
and bring us a joy that lasts forever. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Happy 4th of July. Be safe. And always, re always remember, no matter how dark the world may seem, how hopeless the world may seem, how tragic things may seem, that life will come. Life will come. Because the light has not been conquered and it can never be conquered. Until next time, take care and God bless. Stay well. For more audios, videos, blog entries, and other resources, please visit us at www.belovedsonministry.org.